0: that their favorite tomorrow my friends it begins rainbow month is here hide your kids hide your wife they're gonna be out here grooming everybody uh, seriously oh what's up guys good to see you we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff in tonight's show including the u.s being broke broke is a joke Talk a little bit about the whole debt ceiling debacle. Uh, I haven't been keeping up too much on it, but we'll reference a couple Gateway Pundit articles for some details on that. Trump's beefing. Big surprise. Kaylee McEnany now, although I got some thoughts on that. Um, Let's see. What else here? Some whistleblowers against Joe Biden. We've got uh, Chick-fil-A going woke. Chick-fil-A going woke. Say it isn't so. Shouldn't be eating that trash food anyway. What else? What else? Oh, NASA's UFO hearings today. I did not watch them because I knew what it was going to be. And it was exactly that, which was total nothing burger. Like total (laughs) nothing burger. Kind of a joke. But we'll take a look at some articles on that. And then a few other... Things. What's up, chat? I see the Rumble chat. Having some fun. Thank you, Debbie, being here, moderating, plugging the links. Shout out to you guys on Foxhole and D Live, And uh, thank you all for tuning in. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Starting off with uh, sponsor of today's show, Virtual Shield VPN, Virtual fr- Private Network, Whether you're trying to surf websites that are blocked in your area, keep your data safe and encrypted when you're surfing the web or block the prying eyes of government and websites from tracking your internet usage. A VPN is gonna help you with all these things. Virtual Shield is an awesome VPN. It's super cheap, just a few bucks a month and super easy to use. Load it on whatever device you're browsing the web on and then log in, scrambles your IP, encrypts your data, keeps you safe and secure on the internet. I highly recommend it. Check them out. Link will be in the description underneath this video. So first topic, debt something, something, debt ceiling. Um, I'm going to reference this Gateway Pundit graphic because apparently this is kind of the meat and potatoes, as they call it, of the issue in that U.S. is broke, some 30 bajillion dollars in debt by now. How much of that's going over to Ukraine. Um, there are deliberations going on on exactly how much they're going to raise the debt ceiling. Of course, uh, Joe Biden, and it looks like even maybe Kevin McCarthy is caving, and some Republicans out there also caving to the Democrat demands and raising the debt ceiling far more than I guess really is necessary. So this graphic that the Gateway Pundit has Uh, What we asked for 1.5 trillion congressional oversight on how the government regulates the American people, lower energy costs, getting rid of the $80 billion for weaponizing 87,000 IRS agents, removing Biden's unfair student loan bailout, and a $131 billion spending cut Return to pre-COVID spending levels. What they brought us $4 trillion of spending basically keeping everything, funding the IRS, weak work reforms, more power to the executive branch, keeps Biden's student loan bailouts, and a bunch of Green New Deal commie BS. So there are some Republican members that are voting no, holding out. A lot of the Republican Congress people are pissed off at Kevin McCarthy for his apparent caving in this issue, although I think the latest is that the House Rules Committee voted to advance the debt ceiling bill, the Kevin McCarthy, Joe Biden deal. Uh, I've heard some theories that Kevin McCarthy might be playing some art of the deal type stuff, but I'm not too familiar with all that's going on with this situation, so I don't have anything to say about that, although it looks like this debt ceiling Thing of a jig is gonna get rolled through, so it'd be interesting to see all the little asterisks and subtitles and all the little things that they try to roll through with this, of course, like they always do. All the little earmarks, I think they call it. Uh, Trump beefing with Kaylee McEnany. So now that Tucker Carlson is gone at Fox News, Kaylee McEnany has been tasked to. Hold one of the primetime slots. Have a show on there. And apparently during one of her recent segments, she gave kind of some apparently wrong poll numbers. Claiming that DeSantis was in fact higher in the polls than Trump. Find that hard to believe. I think DeSantis would be up there for sure, but not beating Trump. And then Trump took to True Social and made this post right here. It said, "Kaylee." Milk Toast McEnany just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I'm up 34 points on Desanctimonious, not 25 up. Uh, she knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. Um, yeah, okay. What's the theory on this one? What's the speculation here? You know, I, I find this hard to believe that Trump would really throw Kaylee McEnany under the bus this hard. I guess, may, maybe. Maybe Trump's just out there wanting to beef with everybody. Sure, okay. Or, 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 um, could Kaylee McEnany be like Trump's mole at Fox News? And there's some even kayfabe going on between these two. I, I hate to always throw that possibility out there, but a when looking at the situation from some perspectives, you got to entertain you got to entertain multiple possibilities, and I I do think again with this situation, much like the Trump Desantis one, that this could be some kayfabe where Kaylee McEnany is getting inserted into Fox News, and then Trump has to embed that optic by trashing Kaylee McEnany in a post. And it, you know, makes the people at Fox trust her, so thereby she can basically be like Trump's Fox News spy to keep tabs as to what's going on in that organization. I don't know, just a thought, just a theory, floating it out there. But who knows? Maybe Kaylee McEnany is just blowing whichever way the wind does. I mean, I did see, I did see a lot of the old. Clips surface from 2015 16 time frame where McEnany was not a Trump fan and she was just shitting on him early in the uh, 2015 16 campaign. So maybe Kay- Kaylee McEnany is one of those wishy washy type of people, flip flopping as to whatever benefits her. Could be. Or, you know, because then I think of, okay. Kaylee McEnany actually did a really good job being press secretary during Trump's administration. It seemed like they really uh, liked each other. So, yeah, who knows? Either or, she could be a she could be a flip floppy. Where they call them social climbers. A lot of those in society these days, though, them social climbers, just saying whatever's going to appease their fan base, get them popular, get them clicks, get them paid too many of those damn people right all right there's that story next cnn coming out with this exclusive today claiming that trump was captured on tape talking about the classified documents he kept after leaving the white house ooh ooh the feminist squad here right in this article let's see what they have to say federal prosecutors have obtained an audio recording of a summer 2021 meeting in which Donald Trump acknowledges that he held on to classified Pentagon documents about a potential attack on Iran. Multiple sources tell CNN. There it is. There it is. The anonymous sources. Son of a bitch. The record indicates Trump understood he retained classified material after leaving the White House. According to multiple sources familiar with the investigation. There it is again. On the recording, Trump's comment suggests he would like to share the information, but he's aware of limitations on his ability post-presidency to declassify records. Two of the sources said... There it is again. There it is again. Oh, I love this. CNN has not listened to the recording, but multiple sources described it. Because that's all that passes for journalism these days is hearsay one source said another source said don't play a drinking game with anonymous sources um special counsel Jack Smith blah 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 so the main question that is begged here is who the hell leaked this detail out who's telling who's leaking to CNN from jack smith's team committing what could possibly be a crime in the leakage that's the first question second question is how are they spinning this story there's probably a hell of a lot more context in this long call that probably (laughs) doesn't implicate trump but of course cut it a hundred times cherry pick and you can make anything look incriminating. So there's that. And I would venture to guess that CNN is running this story right now to misdirect, capture people's attention, turn all the eyes on Trump. Meanwhile, we've got bad news breaking for Biden. So, one piece of bad news is that the FBI is refusing to turn over a subpoenaed biden bribe document this is a document uh, that fbi document form which is unclassified mind you about the whistleblower alleging vice president biden took a five million dollar bribe from a foreign national to make favorable policy decisions representative james comer issued a statement yesterday afternoon reporting that the fbi told The congressional committee told congress it will not comply with a may 30th deadline so that would have been last night uh so at the very last minute the fbi said oh we're not going to turn over that document we're not uh, it's unclassified but we're still not going to give it to you proving that joe biden again possibly very well committed crimes five million dollar bribe from foreign nationals great great um only five million dollars to sell the country out man you're cheap joe cheap cheapy creepy joe so there's one here's two other whistleblowers this is the irs case so totally different totally different whistleblowers we have here totally different three-letter agency whistleblowers claim evidence against hunter biden is placed in a highly restricted system that prevents other fbi officials from reviewing the materials This is pertaining to the um, IRS investigation, was it? Yeah, the tax investigation going on into Hunter Biden. IRS slash DOJ tax investigation. The FBI keeping that real secret. Keeping it compartmentalized away so other FBI officials can't see it. Bad news. And one more piece of bad news. Uh Tara Reed, who was the ex-senate aide for Joe Biden way back in the early 1990s. Tara Reed skipped town. She left the US in fear for her life and she is apparently now going to Russia of all places. Going to Russia, defecting. Um Joe Biden accuser Tara Reed is seeking to defect to Russia saying on a Kremlin-backed program that she has fears for her own safety in the U.S. She did an interview on Sputnik. Talking to one of the reporters, that's Tara Reid in the All Black there. And she said she's going to Russia. She doesn't know when she's going to be back. She doesn't know if she's ever going to be back. I guess the only way she would think about coming back to the U.S. is if the Democratic National Committee is dismantled. She she was also talking about the food in Russia tastes so good. There's no chemicals. There's no GMOs. (laughs) I could believe that. Um, Yeah, seriously. Go pretty much anywhere in the world. and The food's a lot better for you. Uh, As long as you're not in a McDonald's. So, okay. There's that. Next story. On to the Clintons now. So this is from John Solomon's Just the News. After John Durham bombshell, judge breathes new life into Clinton Foundation whistleblower case. A U.S. tax court asks for new motions this summer from whistleblowers in the IRS in aftermath of precedent-setting rulings. So the story here is that a few weeks after John Durham revealed significant failures to investigate allegations against the Clinton Foundation... A U.S. tax court judge has once again breathed new life into a years-long whistleblower case alleging IRS improprieties involving the Clinton Foundation. U.S. tax court judge David Gustafson has already once before denied an IRS request to dismiss the whistleblower case. Uh, Let's see here. The IRS filed a new motion to dismiss, but on Monday, Gustafson postponed ruling on these motions, instead asking for a new argument in light of three recent precedent-setting court rulings, once again, frustrating IRS efforts to make the case go away. So it looks like there's still there's still a case against the Clinton Foundation for being a pay-to-play scheme, basically, and tax court judge is not letting that go away. So take that for what it's worth. That's a little bit of actual good news there. Uh, An AOC's meltdown. Oh, you love it. You love it. AOC. Alexandra Occasional Cortex has a meltdown over a parody account, mocking her stupidity. It all started with Elon Musk replying to that parody account. (laughs) At AOC Press on Twitter. This might be the wine talking, but I've got a crush on Elon Musk. And Elon replies to it with an emoji. <laughs> and, then, and then AOC. <laughs> FYI, there's a fake account on here impersonating me and going viral. The Twitter CEO has engaged it, boosting visibility. It is releasing false policy statements and gaining spread. I am assessing with my team on how to move forward. In the meantime, be careful of what you see. <laughs> how how, how are you gonna move forward, AOC? You, you mean? Shut the hell up! Uh, oh, classic, freaking classic. All right. How about this from NBC? Another reason why I report. Whenever I can, as heavily as I can, on the just scams, the scams and the clickbait bullshit infecting the truth movement, the patriot movement, freedom, disclosure movement, whatever you want to call it. This is a report from NBC that came out today, a couple days ago, Uh, headline, Trump Bucks promise wealth for MAGA loyalty. Some lose thousands. The products are advertised online as a kind of golden ticket that would help propel Trump's 2024 bid and make the real patriots who support him rich when they are cashed in. So if you frequent Telegram, you're probably familiar with these TRB scam, like what what these scammers on Telegram do and some, some phony influencers out there will promote these things. Looking at you, Phil Frodluski, they'll they'll get paid to promote this shit. But uh these TRB checks, you'll see all kinds of fake AI. I mean they'll they'll fabricate Trump truth social posts. They'll even make AI videos to make it look like Elon Musk is promoting it or Trump's promoting it or something. And they'll try to get you to buy these like check looking things. They they actually you can buy a handful of them, they'll mail them to you, and they're, they're these like TRB checks. And you can, you know, hold them in your hand and ooh, feel so special. And they try to lead people to believe that you can buy these for 50 bucks for six of them or something, and then in a few months, when the quantum financial system's activated or Trump gets re-elected or whatever the heck. The EBS goes off that you can cash these checks in for millions of dollars each and get rich or whatever the heck, right? A lot of the scammers try to tie in the Nazara quantum financial bullshit in with it and just they like take scam and layer other scams on top of it and it's just endless. But here NBC is using this TRB bullshit to not not to be confused with TR3Bs. But these uh, TRB scam checks to just basically attack Trump, MAGA, everybody. All the truthers out there. So poor, poor folks who actually bought these and thought that they were going to be rich or be able to cash them in somewhere, whatever the heck. But yep, it's the clickbait weaponized, clickbait weaponized against all of us, which is... Why I try so hard to debunk it and help my fellow humans not be gullible dumb shits. But you know what? I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. You can only try. You can only. I can only reach so many people. And unfortunately, a lot of folks out there hate me. They like really don't like me for debunking bullshit. It's funny. <laughs> it really is funny. People upset all the time in my comment sections and atting me on Twitter. I hate Jordan Sather. Meh. Like, all right. Good job for being a dumb shit. Uh, a few more things on elections now. So, I found this pretty, uh, pretty funny. There looks to be a independent group, a political party, that's trying to get created they're calling it the no labels political party and what the no labels party wants to do which is ironically a label you're you're labeling your party no labels (laughs) i was just talking about that last week in one of my live streams (laughs) how i hate labels but if you label yourself like an independent that's ironically you labeling yourself even though you're trying to be independent but You're not really independent because you're part of the independent party. Anyway, so I laughed when I saw this because it's exactly what I was talking about last week, but the no labels party wants to run a third party ticket with a Republican and a Democrat candidate as a part of the same ticket as a show of unity and centrism and whatnot. And the fact that this no-labels party wants to run a third-party ticket is triggering the Democrats out there. Triggering the shit out of them. Because the excuse that NBC is using here is that, oh, this is their excuse. I'm not saying it's correct. It's clearly bullshit because we know the 2020 election was rigged as fuck all. But the reason they're saying that Trump won in 2016 but lost in 2020 was because in 2016 there was a lot more third party tickets. You had Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, you had a, uh, you know, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party. A lot more people voted third party tickets which took votes away from Hillary and that's why Trump won in 2016. And then they said, "Oh, in 2020 there wasn't as many third party tickets, so that's why Joe Biden got more of the votes and Trump lost and blah blah blah." When we know that in 2020, they really just cheated harder. They cheated their transgender balls off in the 2020 election, as opposed to 2016. They, they thought 2016 was just a piece of cake, so they didn't really cheat that hard to their detriment, the deep state. But in 2020, they weren't, they weren't going to make that same mistake again. Um, so, yeah. The stark numbers driving Democratic panic about a third-party 2024 bid funny uh okay onward from that some gun control news or lack thereof because after today the atfs rule that they're calling factoring criteria for firearms with attached stabilizing braces the atfs rule which If I understand this correctly, the ATF actually has no authority to create laws. They just enforce them, but here they're making arbitrary rules and then enforcing the rules that they themselves create. Authoritarian as heck. After today, any pistols, pistol caliber carbines, whatever you want to call them, if they have a stabilizing brace... One of these little doohickeys on the end, a little plastic thing to help you fire it from the shoulder. They will be illegal if not registered with the government. If not properly registered with the ATF, going through all the paperwork, paying the $200 tax stamp. If you don't do all that, and you have a little piece of plastic, stabilizing brace on the end of your pistol carbine, you will be uh, a felon, a possible felon. The ATF will come after you, so... Luckily, we got some constitutional based sheriffs around the country saying, um, we're not going to enforce that. Mobile, Alabama. Mobile County Sheriff's Office released a statement against ATF ruling on stabilizing braces. They're like, eh, get out of here, ATF. We're not going to enforce it. So it's good the sheriffs are doing that, but the ATF, who knows? might go door to door to some people or here's the thing right here's the here's where the atf is possibly stepping in their own shit and it's going to be interesting in the coming months how the lawsuits against this because there there is there has been lawsuits filed against this ruling and some of them are even having some success it could go through more appeals courts and possibly up to the Supreme Court, but where the ETF is stepping in their own dog shit is that under the NFA, National Firearms Act, if something is common use, classified as common use, which is quite arbitrary, but if it's common use, really, it should not be subjected to NFA measures. And... When it comes to pistol stabilizing braces, there's millions of them. If not tens of millions of them out there. Like millions of Americans have them. A lot. I think that would classify as common use. Right? And the NFA, the National Firearms Act, which, um, ha, you know, is there's classes of firearms like short barreled rifles and uh, automatic not semi-automatic, but fully automatic weaponry and other stuff that's classified under NFA as NFA items, suppressors as well. So um, they're not illegal. You just have to go through a bunch of paperwork and pay a $200 tax stamp and all this sort of stuff to get like a suppressor or a short-barreled rifle. Uh, Depending on the state you're in. In some states, short-barreled rifles are completely illegal. But uh, we're talking federal ruling here. NFA is a federal act The thing is the National Firearms Act was passed in 1934 a long time ago and in 1934 they uh, a lot of these things weren't common use like automatic firearms were not common use really the NFA was created to shut down like mafias and gangs that were rising up and they had all those little like grease guns and Tommy guns and stuff so National Firearms Act was passed by Congress in 1934, and it attached a $200 tax stamp to short-barreled rifles and automatic firearms that citizens wanted to buy. Thing is, in 1934 dollars, 200 bucks was a lot. It was a lot. It was like tens of thousands of dollars these days. But I guess that's one good thing about inflation, is that here we are 80 years later, 90 years later, and... Uh, you know, 200 bucks is not that much. But it's a shitload of paperwork, and you do have to register any short barreled rifle or suppressor, or I guess the ATF is trying to make people register stabilizing braces under the NFA as an NFA item. Um, but the whole common use clause, right? If, if appeals court, and even possibly up to the Supreme Court, if they find that stabilizing braces are common use because so many people in the country have them then that would set a precedent i'm no this is not legal advice i'm not i'm not no legal expert i just watch a lot of youtube videos and read a lot of shit on the internet but from what i understand if the supreme court finds that pistolized uh, stabilizing braces are common use because so many people have them in the country then they would not be subject as an nfa item and then that could possibly extend to other things that are already NFA items, like suppressors. A lot of people, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of suppressors out there in the country. Short-barreled rifles, hundreds hundreds of thousands, if not millions of those out there. So there could be precedents set in the months going forward depending on how the court rulings go out. So, um F the ATF right now, but they might get wrecked. They might be stepping in their own shit in the long run. My point here with this whole stabilizing brace ruling. So anyway, um, I do like living in America. (laughs) Freedom. 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 And I'm sorry for all my friends in Canada and Britain and Australia right now because, oh my gosh, you guys are so limited in your ability to defend yourself it's quite sad quite sad uh all right let's get into some of this woke pride stuff everything woke turns to shit gotta love this axios here Anti-woke movement finds itself an investment vehicle. So what they're doing here is attacking Public Square. If you guys are familiar with Public Square, uh, it's kind of a badass app. It's an app on your phone. You can also check it out on the browser, but it's like in app form on browser. So it works better on your phone. But um, I'm going to plug Public Square here real quick. Not a paid advertisement, by the way. This is pretty neat. So, uh, Public Square app. Boop. Bring it up on your phone. You can either search in your local vicinity, or just go to, like, the featured national page. You can search for businesses. You can... Basically, it's like Amazon for freedom-loving small business. Non-woke non-bullshit companies so public square is pretty sweet um i have an account on there checking out some businesses in my area i found my gym on there it's pretty sweet i'm like oh hey you're on public square uh talking to the gym owner and uh i registered my own businesses on there i registered conscious strength on public square so i'm making a profile uh for that it's pretty sweet anyway um Fake news media attacking Public Square because Public Square is merging with an acquisition corp and possibly going public soon. So because of the giant backlash against companies like Target and Bud Light, and every day it's a new company that goes woke, Jeez, can't keep track of it at this point. But uh, because there's competition now to the woke ESG businesses out there, Public Square is getting attacked. Good news. They're doing something right. What do we got next chick-fil-a going woke that's our woke company of the day woke company of the day that'll be the new segment that i do here whatever um, it's like every day every day we got a new one caving to the diversity equity and inclusion agenda chick-fil-a now which is not that new but just the way that social media works is that somebody will stumble across something and then there'll be old video clips that resurface to bolster that narrative. And then it just goes super viral. So basically what happened here is that somebody found this on Chick-fil-A's website committed to being better at together. Uh, Did I read that right? I did. I questioned my own English and reading comprehension there for a minute. Committed to being better at together. Uh, Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. Here's their DEI page. Diversity, inclusion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Of course, they went and hired a black guy to be so equitable and inclusive. I just can't stand the poetic irony of the inclusion agenda when they're trying to be so equitable and inclusive that they end up being the exact opposite of which, like, oh, we're going to hire everybody but white people <laughs> because we want to be so inclusive. Uh, so we're only going to hire alphabet people. Uh, That's anti-inclusive. So anyway, blah, 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 equity, equity, blah, 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 diversity, blah, 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 whole webpage devoted to it. And then once that started going viral, people dug up some old clips of the Chick-fil-A CEO, um, the former CEO, because this guy's son is now the current CEO. But this clip was from back in 2020. So this was three years ago. And the Chick-fil-A CEO, oh, this is, this is top cringe. This is top shelf cringe here. I invite folks to just to, to put some words to action here. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. And uh, whether they got tennis shoes on or not, maybe they got sandals on, it really doesn't matter. But there, there's a time which we need to have, you know, some, some personal action here. Maybe we need to give them a hug, too, <laughs> brother. And some, and, some, and some stock in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I bought about 1,500 of these, and I gave them to all our Chick-fil-A operators and staff a number of years ago. And uh, so any expressions of a contrite heart, of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment uh, beget with an apology. How about he focuses on shining his bald-ass forehead? White people should not be shining black people's shoes. Black people should not be shining white people's shoes. You should be shining your own damn shoes. You're an adult. You can wipe your own ass. Anyway, so Chick-fil-A, former Chick-fil-A CEO, this was uh, like at a mega a mega church? Some pastor's church talking about a bunch of... This is like right after the George, George Floyd thing, I think. So they were going through a bunch of... Everything woke turns to shit. That, right? And yeah, anyway. So it appears Chick-fil-A has kind of been sliding down that slippery slope of inclusion for a few years now. But point being here... Shouldn't have been eating at Chick-fil-A in the first place, because have you seen their ingredient list lately? Like this... I'm going to rant for a minute. Allow me. I really wish people would just focus on substance instead of social issues. If you focus it on substance, like, look at Chick-fil-A's frickin' ingredients. It's it's trash. It's shit food. Like, you're putting poison in your body when you're eating Chick-fil-A, but, oh... I like their attitude. I like their, their social, I like their religious stance. It's like fucking feelings, emotions, people attach onto these brands because of emotions or because they, you know, confirm their biases. They don't just look at the substance of a product and choose based upon whether it's actually good or actually bad. But okay, right? I'll take it. If people want to ban trash companies and trash products like target if they want to boycott target and walmart and kohl's or whatever because of a social issue then all right i'll take it uh, fine we we'll, it's still getting us there it's still getting us to boycotting trash products but we could just not even get you know, right we didn't have to get there in the first place we didn't have to even boil it down to a freaking social emotional Problem if we just used logic and common sense in the first place and looked at the substance of the product. Oh, Target, trash, made in China, terrible, preservative-laden BS. Shouldn't even be shopping at Target in the first place. Uh, Walmart, Chick-fil-A. Sorry, but anyway, okay. <sighs> had to get off on my. Had to get that off my chest. Um. Chat says, what's up with their infusing ingredients? I mean, all you got to do is go to the website. I've I've done this before. People got, I've said this exact thing a couple of years ago. I'm like, we shouldn't be shopping at Chick-fil-A. And people, oh no, they're not bad. Then I just pulled up the ingredients of like their chicken sandwich. And it's like, oh, look, you got freaking MSG in there and corn syrup and soy, soy protein isolate and just a bunch of trash. So, have fun. Good luck. I think they even use aluminum, like heavy metals, in their breads and stuff. Um, onward from that. Rant done. I'll spare you. What do we got next? Target. Oh, this was good. This Aussie guy here, I think he's Australian. Listen to his accent. You're a literal terrorist. It's literal terrorism if you're boycotting Target. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want and not sell the things you don't. So, (laughs) That's the point. Corporations should be selling stuff that the public wants. (laughs) More or less. I mean, there's some nuance to that argument. But if the majority of the public doesn't want that pride bullshit, well, then the company should probably, it'd be good, good business decision to stop selling the pride bullshit. But it's literal terrorism. Meanwhile, five years ago, when we were getting canceled off, social media and products from American first companies were getting banned, you know, like, Mike Lindell, my pillow getting banned. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great when I do it. It's a problem when they do it. Literal terrorism. Large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism. Oh my god. Is this real life? What is happening here? It's not economic terrorism when the fake news media gets us all banned from social media and destroys our businesses, cancels us. Literal <laughs> terrorism. Go back to Australia. Wherever the heck you're from. Down under. Your head's down under your asshole. Chicago Pride event will feature drag, dress-up, and makeovers for children, sponsored by Lululemon. There's our next company to boycott, Lululemon. frickin' Lemon. Sorry, ladies. Again, another company that just makes overpriced, made-in-China BS, Lululemon. Shouldn't have been buying that crap in the first place. But now you have a reason to boycott them because they're sponsoring a Chicago Pride event featuring drag, dress-up, and makeovers for children. It's the Queer Fam Pride Jam. The event will take place June 17th at the Salt Shed Fairgrounds and is sponsored by Lululemon. My God, they're going to be giving Lululemon women's pants to 10-year-old boys? Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Nope. Disneyland! We should have been boycotting Disneyland 60 years ago when Walt Disney turned into a Dark Occultist with Aleister Crowley. Uh, Disneyland hires man in dress to greet little girls at Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boutique. So my name's Nick. I'm one of Goddard as Apprentices. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. God, apprentices. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. But
1: <sighs> so my name's Nick. i want on got His Apprentices. I'm here to shop
0: you around and make all your selections for the day. I'm here to shop you around. Get your selections for the day. Uh, That guy's going to need a background check. A few of them. Now. Who in their right freaking mind would... Take that job. Just saying, when that solar flash hits in a decade or two, there's, there's going to be some souls that have a tough time. They're going to burn. And the New York Times, in a review of The Little Mermaid, complains that the children's film did not have enough kink. Real tweet that they have yet to edit. New York Times didn't take it down either. Disney's... How funny. The New York Times is reviewing a Disney movie. Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. With Hallie Bailey starring as Ariel and a diverse cast. Reeks of obligation and noble intentions, Wesley Morris writes. Joy, fun, mystery, risk, flavor, and kink are missing from the movie. So not only do we have the inclusive BS where... Ariel is now dark-skinned. Maybe I'm Mandela-affecting? I remember watching The Little Mermaid on VHS when I was, like, five. And, uh... Wasn't it a Caucasian redheaded mermaid? No, dark-skinned with dyed red hair. That's appropriation. That is hair color appropriation, bitch. Anyway, so not only do we have that wokeness, but we also have kink that is missing from the movie, as per the New York Times. Oh, man. Let's just start. Let's just nuke the earth. We got to start over, guys. We're we're at the dead end. There's no turning back now. And one last thing on the Rainbow, rainbow agenda. New Hampshire School District using four grand... I think down here it actually says $6,000. $6,000 in COVID relief funds to pay for a high school drag show. Using government money to put on a drag show for teenagers, not adults, teenagers. $500 to pay drag performers to appear at the public school event. They're holding this event in two days. Pride event for Manchester High School's West's June 2nd Pride event. It's coming from COVID money. Um, Let's see. The chief equity officer for Manchester School District claimed that the event is essential for the lives of LGBTQ students, essential. Let's see here. Manchester School District Superintendent defended the event by claiming it is optional. Oh, it's optional. So it's fine. It's fine because it's optional. Shut the hell up! What? Doesn't matter. You're still holding it, and you're still using gumberment money to do it. Fuck! Don't send your kids to that school. And uh, you might not want to send your kids to high school in Texas either, because apparently only five students out of a 33-student senior class were eligible for graduation requirements. So they canceled. They canceled graduation because only five students graduated. Five out of 33 in this rural Texas town. So many issues number one maybe if these schools weren't so damn focused on this woke bs and actually studies that'd be great number two parents have to get their shit together we can't only blame the school system or only blame the kids we have to also blame the parents number three we can blame the school system though because school systems these days aren't They're just not conducive for proper learning. They're they're basically glorified prisons. Glorified robot factories. Sit down, shut up, memorize this shit, regurgitate it on a test. Like, that's not, you know, that's not how kids learn. Most of them. Um, It's just so robotic that our school system in general sucks. And anyway, I could continue ranting on that. A few more stories here. Uh, peer-reviewed study finds substantial, sudden, and sustained increase in excess mortality in early 2021. This was a study looking at Germany in the years 2021 and 2022. And yes, there were a lot more deaths than average. Wonder why. No shit, Sherlock. Irony award of the day. CDC held a conference in Atlanta last month. At this conference that the CDC held, there was a COVID outbreak. And 99.4% of all the people that got COVID at that CDC conference were vaccinated <laughs> are you not entertained oh good god and then uh our ufo stories we'll just finish up with that so Here's one report I'll focus on. I'm going to focus on two articles of this. Every mainstream media outlet put out their own rendition. I'm going to focus on the BBC's and the Daily Snails. Because there's some highlights in here I want to look at. BBC says UFOs, what we learn from NASA's public meeting. Spoiler alert, not much. A NASA panel investigating unidentified flying objects has collected around 800 mysterious reports, but only a small fraction are truly explained, researchers say. Here are some of the revelatory moments. Many sightings can be explained, others remain a mystery. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of NASA's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, arrow said that we get 50 to 100 new reports each month but only two to five percent of those are possibly really anomalous so only two to five percent of the 100 reports they get a month are possibly really potentially maybe actually maybe really potentially anomalous um, let's see here. Da-da-da-da-da. they are saying that privacy limits NASA investigations. Okay. Most people don't like it when we point our entire collection apparatus into your backyard. Uh. No shit, Sherlock! There's a lot more Earth you can point it at. You don't have to point it at my house. Thanks, NASA. This one's funny. Uh, David Spurgle, chair of NASA's UAP team, mentioned a burst of radio waves picked up by researchers in Australia. They had a really strange structure. People couldn't figure out what was going on. Then they start to notice a lot of them bunched together around lunchtime, he said. It turned out that these sensitive instruments used by researchers were picking up signals from a microwave used to heat up their lunches. Can you imagine a bunch of super smart space researchers all huddled around their Lunchables? Hear the beepers going off on their instruments thinking they're picking up some UFO. And then they realize it's just Harry down the hallway heating up his leftover pizza. (laughs) Man, sometimes the smartest, supposedly smartest people in society are really dumbass mofos. Um, they're saying that stigma and harassment hamper research. Some scientists have faced harassment online for their work in the area. Oh, no. It's just, you go online, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get harassed by somebody somewhere. It's the internet. Are you upset? Just close your eyes, bro. Turn off the computer. Like, how do you you get harassed on the internet and get upset by it? You're a NASA scientist looking into UFOs. Nerd. Oh, he called me a nerd. Uh, New era of transparency, blah, 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 blah. Let's see here. Let's look at the Daily Mail one. NASA holds historic UFO hearing. This is really embellished with the sensationalism. The Daily Mail article is agency unveils first findings from study into unidentified craft in our skies and oceans as Pentagon chief finally admits metallic orbs have been seen all over the world. So are these historic hearings? Not really. Uh, is this the unveils first findings from study? Yeah. The Daily Mail article is just reiterating all those exact same points. That i just read from the bbc one but I'm trying to make it like it's some big deal i mean here's the thing this is just plot project blue book 2.0 that's all this is project blue book 2.0 project blue book from the 1960s where the air force commissioned a study to look into ufos and then they just threw a big blanket on it and said oh ufos don't exist they're just Swamp gas and weather balloons. This is kind of the same thing with a little bit more admittance, but still a big blanket thrown over it. So they're still focusing on photographs, still debunking 99% of stuff, still hiding the best research, using NASA as the big um, scapegoat here. Not admitting that there's a hell of a lot more that the government knows about this stuff than they're leading us to believe, possibly even reverse-engineered tech and whatnot. So it's, it's just a big freaking scam, and uh, it's a, it's a social—it's a social justice movement they're trying to create out of this. It's like a left-wing, yeah, disclosure. We want disclosure, social justice disclosure. That's basically what it is. Um, I don't think... No. I mean, I've reiterated this point many times. I don't think they're going to pull the fake alien invasion card. I think that's just fear porn that they pump out into uh, social media. They, When I say they, I mean like the bad guys, the deep state. I think they purposely pump out a lot of blue beam, fake alien invasion fear porn into... Disclosure social media world just to freaking confuse people and send them down dead ends. Um, I think their real goal with this is to distract. Number two, set up a SJW movement behind it, like an activist, social justice activist movement behind UFO disclosure. And then three, limited hangout. So objective of limited hangout is to keep the secrets they want kept secret still kept secret and just admit a little bit so oh yeah here's a freaking photo big deal um meanwhile lockheed's tinkering around with electrogravitic craft already they'll keep that secret but oh here here's a little photo that nasa took once all right we'll do some q a for a few minutes we'll chat if you guys want to begin directing the chat conversation, that'd be much appreciated while I find the tunes. We'll throw on some clubbing music. Oops. Debbie's saying, we're going to make Memorial Day a month long. That's sure a better idea than making Pride Month a month long. Make Pride Month a day that people celebrate in their own homes. Schools are programming centers. Damn right. They have been for 100 years ever since the Rockefellers and them Carnegies started getting their dirty little grubby hands on the National Education Board. I think it was John D. Rockefeller funding the National Education Board with like millions of dollars, which translated to a billion dollars in 1905. I think it was John D. Rockefeller, might've been the Carnegies, one of those families but oh yeah schools have been social engineering centers for a lot longer than people realize especially universities indeed but it's good nowadays especially over the last five years five to ten years that people are realizing how bad universities and colleges are and also that's kind of the gateway into them realizing how bad K through 12 is, so. I mean, look, in, in society we're in, this wage-slave society, sometimes you just, you know, your options are incredibly limited. You gotta work maybe a full-time job might be a dual income household, and your kid has to go to school. You just have don't really have any options in your situation. And that's not a bad thing, as long as you are very active in their schooling, choose a right school, make sure they're not going to frickin' Manchester High School in New Hampshire, where they hold Pride Months and shit. Like, Live at least in a down-to-earth area Check the school out, meet the teachers, check over your kids' schoolwork, especially with their reading, and do your best, right? Get involved in their friends, too. Know, you know, at least generally who their friends are, who they're hanging out with, what they're doing. Be active. Chat says, you're sending your kid to a trade college. F that. Not a bad idea. In fact, if if your kid has a trade in mind that they're interested in, carpentry, welding, car mechanic, hey, do that for sure. And they're going to make a hell of a lot more money too and uh, have much less student loans. And also, I mean, trade college is is definitely a good idea, but also like maybe have them suffer at a community college for a few years and just get like some basic business knowledge. Which I mean, if you're gonna get business knowledge, it's oftentimes better just to do it hands on and not go to college and waste money on it, but like if you, if you can get them to go to a trade school, but also get them some business sense so they just don't have to work under somebody their whole life, where eventually they can move up to like a, man, a managerial or ownership position at a company, start their own business, then that would be, boom. Or try to get them, try to get them a job at like a local contracting company where they can be taken under Like an owner's wing and figure out those processes. Dive welders? High demand and killer pay? Dive welder. Dude. I mean, always gonna need contractors, especially in this day and age with how Gen Z and millennials are just dumb as shit. I mean, they can't fix basic crap around their house. um, Plumbers, gonna be in high demand. Carpenters. Then if you're really savvy, what you do is get your kid to go to trade school. They learn to trade get them some business sense, uh, have them start their own company, and then to to really take it to the next level, have them learn some social media sense and some uh, filmmaking, which you don't really need to go to school for, you can just learn all that. I learned it all on YouTube, watching videos on, Filmmaking in the process and all that because then what they can do is start, th- start their own YouTube channel as like a Mr. Fix-it how to fix it or how to learn this trade or you know how to fix this stuff or build this or whatnot Get them more business get them more customers They can create digital products of You know this is this is A video course on how to fix a bunch of stuff around your home, build cabinets, whatever, replace your kitchen, um, sell that for 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks, and boom multiple sources of income. That's that's a next level that I mean I learned I've been doing the social media stuff for like six years, but um, That's really where you take it to the next level and start Not just making more money you can make a lot of money owning your own business doing drywall or whatever the case right, but if you want to um, Make passive income and Reduce the amount of hours you have to work so, for instance, I uh, I used to follow this uh, gym owner on YouTube, and uh, he owned a powerlifting gym. He was he he had clients. He was training them. He was making livable money—five, ten thousand a month—training people uh, just in his gym, one on one or doing group classes. But then he figured out YouTube and social media. He would start filming videos in his gym. And he exploded in popularity, but this guy was really savvy with marketing, which with digital marketing and he created a bunch of products. So workout programs, um, all kinds of different eBooks and video courses and things like that. He'd have a bunch of digital courses and he sell that and he made himself millions. his courses and then was able to basically like quit training hire a bunch of trainers to staff his gym and was able to just expand himself so I I mean the power of social media really for business for business potential is untapped in a lot of why a lot of people I think but oh, on the other hand, it is super saturated. But you just have to find a niche and then find a way to make yourself stick out in that niche. Chat says, don't have to make, don't make them have to hire someone to change their light bulbs. Teach them to learn to do it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, basic things. People should be able to do basic stuff on their own. Like, I, I can change light bulbs. I fixed my parents' dryer one time. Just fixed the dryer belt on it by watching YouTube videos. I, I can do basic stuff. But, uh. can't be an expert on everything. You can be a jack-of-all-trades, but you can't be an expert on everything. So sometimes you do have to uh, subcontract out for the expert's help. Try to be a jack-of-all-trades of the basics, but then be an expert on like one or two things. Analysis paralysis that hampers a lot of people analysis paralysis Um, Yeah There was just reading 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 watching 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 just feeling like they're never in a spot of Confidence in their knowledge, I guess but here here's the thing you don't have to be miles ahead of your competitors. You don't have to be miles ahead of them. You just only have to be a couple steps ahead. Be able to offer just a little bit more than the competitors do. And then the cu- the consumers, the customer base will see that. And they'll start gravitating towards you. So just, you know, don't feel like you need to just word vomit all your knowledge or all all your expertise on a subject out there, learn how to hold a lot of it back in, but just figure out the little extras that you can put out there to be a little bit ahead, a little bit ahead, and be strategic with, you know. But then it's also, you when know, people get that analysis paralysis or so the information saturation, and uh, it also boils down to just a lack of fire, like drive, go do it. And it's a balancing act. You have the fire attitude over here. This just like hitting the ground running. I'll figure it out as I go. And they, uh, you know, they make a lot of mistakes, but they do get shit done. Then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the person that, you know, gets the analysis process. They're really prepared. They know a lot. They've read all the books, they're super studied, well-read, but they just don't, they don't start, so there's got to be a balancing act. Yeah, you can take a break when you get burned out or figure out why you're burning out and then learn how to adjust so you can just continue working and not get burnt out. Maybe you got to sleep a little more. Maybe you, because you know, if you, if you get into a rhythm, but then you stop that rhythm, I'm going to take a break for three days or five days, a week off. It's really tough to get back into that rhythm. So figure out why you're getting burnt out in the first place. Are you not sleeping enough? Are You maybe working too hard on a daily basis. You have to cut it back by like one or two hours, but still work every day, just work a little less. Or maybe you just hate your job and you really don't like what you're doing. Maybe you need to find another project to work on, but just keep going. So like for me, It's really tough, like, I do that. I take breaks when I get burned out. And you guys can tell, I might not post on the internet for like two or three days, won't do any videos, no posts on Telegram, nothing. I just like go AWOL. And that's me taking a break because I got burnt out. But it's really tough for me to get back into a groove of working on videos and content and stuff. So, um, this is just me, but, I prefer to work every single day. I don't know, it might sound bad, but that keeps me in a rhythm, keeps me in a groove, keeps me up to speed on everything. I prefer to work every single day. It's just some days I work, like Saturdays and Sundays, I might only work for like two or three hours. But, um, you know, but in my, in my case, it's a balancing act of where, okay, I have to not let myself work like a 12 hour day because then I'll get burnt out and I'll have to take food days off and then get thrown out of food, so. But, yeah, right? That's just me. Some people, it's easy for them to pick something back up after taking a week off, more power to them. So, I'm gonna bike here. Lot of people. I guess just being polarized on either end of the spectrum is a big problem for a lot of people. Because you got a lot of go getters out there that go, 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 do, 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 but man, they screw up a lot of stuff. And if they just prepared a little more, they wouldn't have made all those mistakes. If they just had a little more patience, prepared their skills, then. You got the people over here that will just read all day long. They'll get so knowledgeable, but then they just won't do shit. Not, you know, not productive. shit is crazy right now. Breaking news every minute. Indeed. And it can definitely get overwhelming. That's where detachment is crucial. Being able to just emotionally check out. in control of your emotions to be able to do that. Alright guys, good chat. Any last um, any last questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Any last rumble rants or gold pills you guys want to throw my way? Appreciate it. I think corpusful threw some earlier on Foxhole. Appreciate that. Thanks to all you guys tuning in tonight, uh, tomorrow, knowledge based on Badlands, Thursday. On Friday, I'll be back here on Friday, streaming. And that's about, that's about it. So with that said, Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll hit you up, Jeff. That is one of my favorite stores. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you. See you tomorrow on Badlands. Friday, here. Appreciate you. You uh, stay safe during Rainbow Month.